0: Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Numbers. Now we're ready to read Numbers chapter 16. Last time we read Numbers 15, which gave us the laws for Canaan, the law for the stranger, and we had someone breaking the Sabbath who was punished. So now we're ready to read Numbers chapter 16. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Now Korah, the son of Ishar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, descendants of Reuben, took action, and they rose up in rebellion before Moses, together with some of the Israelites, 250 leaders of the congregation, chosen in the assembly, men of distinction. They assembled together against Moses and Aaron, and said to them, You have gone far enough, for all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? And when Moses heard this, he fell face downward, and he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, in the morning, the Lord will show who belongs to him and who is holy and will bring him near to himself. The one whom he will choose, he will bring near to himself. Do this, take censers for yourselves, Korah and all your company, Then put fire in them and place incense on them in the presence of the Lord tomorrow. And the man whom the Lord chooses shall be the one who is holy. You have gone far enough, you sons of Levi. So this is really turning into a power struggle. Korah and these men, for whatever reason, maybe it's due to the things that have just occurred, where they were not able to go into the land like they had they kind of they they wanted to do and then they were afraid of it and then they wanted to do it and then they couldn't because the lord wasn't with them and then here we've just had someone basically stoned to death because they were breaking the sabbath and and the lord is trying to get them to follow some basic rules and regulations it's, it's like training wheels trying to get them to do these things that they need to do. But it appears from what these men are saying that they think Moses and Aaron consider themselves above the rest of the congregation. And I don't think that's the intent at all, but that's that's the way they're taking it. And sometimes when we look at people who are in charge of things or leading things, this could be your your boss, it could be someone in your company, it could be someone in your church even, that you look at, and you get a little resentful of them. It seems like they have power or they have some sort of sway over you. And you know, we have this rebellious spirit in us. We don't want to listen and have other people tell us what to do. And sometimes we get a little envious or rebellious. do it. and there could be other emotions involved too, but just throwing that out there as an example. And these guys are basically challenging Moses and Aaron and their right to stand for the congregation in front of God. So these are other sons of Levi, and they're saying they should be the ones taking over. So let's continue on. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi, Does it seem but a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to minister to them, and that he has brought you near to him, Korah and all your brothers, sons of Levi, with you? Would you seek the priesthood also? Therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. But as for Aaron, who is he that you murmur against him? So perhaps these people are seeking the priesthood, as Moses asked that pointed question, are you after the priesthood? That's what Aaron and his sons have. The rest of the Levites were to serve, but they were not directly to be the priests. Then Moses sent to call Dathan and Abaron, the sons of Eliab, but they said defiantly, We will not come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land of plenty, flowing with milk and honey, to kill us in the wilderness, but you would also lord it over us? Indeed, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards, Will you gouge out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. So these two groups are allied together. Then Moses became very angry and said to the Lord, Pay no attention to their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, nor have I harmed any one of them. Moses said to Korah, You and all your company are to appear before the Lord tomorrow both you and they, along with Aaron. Each of you take his censer and put incense on it, and each of you bring his censer before the Lord, two hundred and fifty censers. Also you and Aaron shall each bring his censer. So they each took his own censer and put fire on it and laid incense on it, and they stood at the doorway of the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, with Moses and Aaron. Then Korah assembled all the congregation against Moses and Aaron at the doorway of the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, and the glory and brilliance of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. Now here they've assembled the whole congregation against Moses and Aaron. So it sounds like they've basically poisoned everybody against Moses and Aaron. And I guess they think they're going to take over in this instance I, I I'm not sure exactly what they're thinking. Maybe they will give us a clue here as we read on. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, "Separate yourselves from among this congregation so that I may consume them immediately." But they fell on their faces before the Lord and said, "O God, God of the spirits of all flesh, when one man sins." will you be angry with the entire congregation then the lord spoke to moses saying say to the congregation get away from around the tents of korah dathan and abram then moses arose and went to dathan and abram and the elders of israel followed him and he said to the congregation get away from the tents of these wicked men and touch nothing of theirs or you will be swept away in all their sin. So they got back from around the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, and Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the doorway of their tents with their wives and their sons and their little children. Then Moses said, By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I do not act of my own accord. If these men die the common death of all mankind, or if what happens to everyone happens to them, then you will know for sure that the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates an entirely new thing, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up, along with all that belongs to them, and they descend alive into Sheol, the netherworld or the place of the dead, then you will understand that these men have spurned and rejected the Lord. As soon as Moses finished speaking all these words, the ground under them split open, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them and their households, all the men who supported Korah with all their possessions. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive to Sheol. And the earth closed over them, and they perished from among the assembly. All Israel, who were around them, fled at their outcry, for they said, The earth may swallow us also. Fire also came forth from the Lord, and consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell Eleazar the son of Aaron, the priest, that he is to pick up the censers from the midst of the blaze, for they are holy, and you scatter the burning coals abroad. As for the censers of these people who have sinned at the cost of their lives, have the censers made into hammered sheets as a plating for the altar of burnt offering. For they were presented before the Lord, and they are sacred. They shall be a warning sign to the sons of Israel. So Eleazar the priest took the bronze censers which the Levites who were burned had offered and they were hammered out into broadsheets as plating for the bronze altar of burnt offering. As a reminder to the sons of Israel that no layman that is one who is not of the descendants of Aaron should approach to offer incense before the Lord so that he will not become like Korah and his company, just as the Lord had said to him through Moses. So this is, you know, again, this is, sounds like a harsh punishment, but it is a point that God is trying to make that they need to follow certain rules and regulations. And this rebellion against, while they may have thought they were rebelling against Moses and Aaron, they were actually rebelling against God because God was the one that appointed Moses and Aaron. Now, you can you can relate that to, we shouldn't be like wrongly judging people we don't know just because we see, say, let's say we see a, a preacher or someone and and they're doing something that we, let's say they're doing something we know to be wrong. It's okay to judge that action and say, You know, that's wrong. Maybe they misunderstand. Maybe they don't know what they should know, but that's wrong. But it's a whole other thing to judge them totally and completely and condemn them. These people were ready to condemn Moses and Aaron and just totally, you know, get rid of them and basically replace and supplant them by their own will because that's what they wanted. But that was not what God wanted. And that was not what was best for the children of Israel, obviously. I always believe that God wants the best for them and wants the best for us. Sometimes we may not understand why we're in a certain place in life and why we're doing certain things, even though we're, but we need to make sure that we're still following God and doing what we know to do of His will. What's in the bible we need to make sure that we're following those just because we're in a hard situation or a tough situation doesn't mean we get to break the rules and go against god so that's important that we remember that maybe that's the lesson we should really get from this is that when we're following the lord even during hard times when things look bad or look bleak and maybe they were thinking things looked bad We still need to make sure we follow the Lord and we're following the heart of God and what Jesus has taught us to follow. He's taught us to follow the law of love, and that's what we should be following at all times toward everyone and especially towards those who are trying to represent the Lord. Nowadays, we're in a different situation. Uh, God is not, you know, showing up at the tent of meeting to talk to us, right? So, we're in a different situation. We have to go by what we have in the Bible. That's what we have to base our life, what we follow on. Because that's what God is telling us. He's telling us to follow what's in the Bible. All right, let's continue on to the last of this chapter. And realize the timing of this. But on the next day, the entire congregation of the Israelites murmured against Moses and Aaron saying, you have caused the death of the people of the Lord. Now notice who they're blaming. They're blaming Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron just saved their lives. Moses pled with God not to destroy the whole congregation. That would have been all of them. And either they don't realize that or they just don't appreciate it. And it's amazing that they keep coming back to this, but I will say again that the Israelites are the perfect examples because we are definitely the same. We are no better than them. We make the same mistakes. We do the same things wrong all the time. Our story may be different because of the time and the setting, but essentially at the heart of the matter, we have the same problems that they do. When the congregation was assembled against Moses and Aaron, They turned and looked at the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, and behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory and brilliance of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron came to the front of the tent of meeting, the tabernacle. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from this congregation, so that I may consume them immediately. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in silence before the Lord. Moses said to Aaron, Take a censer and put fire in it from the altar and lay incense on it, then bring it quickly to the congregation, and make atonement for them, for wrath has gone forth from the Lord, the plague has begun. So Aaron took the burning censer as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the assembly, and behold, the plague had already begun among the people and he put on the incense and made atonement for the people. He stood between the dead and the living, so that the plague was brought to an end. But those who died in the plague were 14,700, besides those who died because of Korah. Then Aaron returned to Moses at the doorway of the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, for the plague had been brought to an end. So here we have, again, Moses saving the people from being consumed. They don't know how blessed they are to have Moses there because they're bringing, it's not God's fault. He's, he's really not protecting them from God. If you really want to think about this in the, the correct, logical manner, Moses is not protecting them from God. He's protecting them from their own actions. He's saving them from themselves. It sounds crazy, but they keep putting themselves in this position, you know, where they are choosing death. They are not, you know, there's that, there's that uh, uh, very famous verse, I believe it is in Deuteronomy, where it's choose, you know, blessing or cursing, choose life or death. And they keep choosing the cursing. They keep choosing the death which is which is terrible but they do again a good example for us because look in society look at the way even christians are a lot of times we make the bad choice we make the wrong choice and we need to make sure that we're not making the wrong choices that we are following god they're resentful of moses and aaron they're blaming moses and aaron But it's their own actions that is bringing this upon them. It's not Moses, it's not Aaron, and it's not God. For the most part, our lives are the same. Most things we bring on ourselves. Now, yes, we can't control where we're born, what time we're born, who we're born to. Those things, that happens to all of us. We're born in whatever situation we're in. But our choices and how we live our lives and what we do define how the rest of our life goes. We can improve our lives, or we can make them worse in our choices, just like we see here in the Old Testament with the children of Israel. So, that has been Numbers, chapter 16. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.